0: It's time for the Rockies Rundown, talking all things Colorado Rockies baseball. Here are your hosts, Jerry Schimmel and Tanner Schwint. Good Thursday afternoon, Northern Colorado. Welcome into the Aloe Communication Studios. I am Tanner Schwent. Thanks for being with us. This is Rocky's Rundown presented by Autoplex. We've got a very fun show lined up for you today. And uh, joining me, as always, on uh, this show, my partner, Crime, it is Jerry Schimmel. Jerry, how are you, my man? What's
1: up, Tanner? I'm doing
0: well. What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot, Jerry. Did you make it down to Arizona? Yeah, yeah, it was a late night.
1: It was a, it was a. I went back to my NBA days of traveling after the uh, the game was over. So, I think we got to the hotel at two thirty or three this morning, uh, Arizona time. So we're here, but it took us a while.
0: Well, were were you dreading uh, X trainings last night? If that was because it was looking like it for a (laughs) while that we were staring down the barrel Uh, of an X training game.
1: Yeah, no, I was actually hoping that was the case. to keep that game going and and try to you know get a win, salvage a game, and that thing. So. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was a crazy game last night. I'm sure we're going to talk about it here, but no, I was uh, just kind of hoping somehow they'd pull it off. They had one hit in the whole game and still had a chance to win at the end, so. Uh, no, what, I was hoping for extras just so the Rockies would
0: have a chance again. Yeah, and, and, you know, it was one of those games. Let's dive straight into this Dodgers series because the Rockies had kind of had the Dodgers number uh, for, for most of the year here, but all of those games were being played at Coors Field. This was the uh, first trip out there. And, Jerry, they were competitive in all of these. And I know when you're talking about professional sports, you never want to say, oh, they were competitive. You can take away a moral victory out of this. But if you're being realistic with this team, nobody expects them to go in and beat the Dodgers and win a series in 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 Dodger Stadium. You kind of you know you walk away and say you know one or two more hits in this area. You know not this mistake, not the not the wild pitch from uh, Jake Bird last night. And all of a sudden you got a couple of wins walking out of here. I still feel a little bit better about how this team's playing right now. What's your takeaway? Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I mean, you look at
1: those three games. Guys beat five to three in game one, five to two in game two, and then two to one in that crazy game last night so competitive in all of them <laughs> and if you get that you know, make that one pitch or don't throw that wild pitch like you said or get that big hit with runners and scoring position it's a different series i mean they easily like you said could have taken two out of three and the uh the dodgers announcers were saying the same thing i've branded a couple of those guys after the game last night and it's like you guys are competitive you beat us up in denver and you certainly could have one or two won one or two of these games here so Yeah, I don't think it's terribly discouraging. I mean, you never want to get swept in the series no matter where you are. But it's the big bad Dodgers, and they have the best record in the National League, and and they're loaded with talent, and they threw talent at you. And and the Rockies, you know, held up pretty well, although didn't get any wins.
0: What's the bright spot walking out of the series? I mean, is is it the way that Jose pitched last night? What's what's your bright spot? I mean, he looked incredible
1: yeah i i think the pitching in general you know kyle freeland uh, didn't throw too badly gave up four runs in five and two-thirds in game one marquez gave up four runs in six innings on the road not you know not terrible and then <laughs> there's that there's that term again not terrible um <laughs> but then it, and then and last night arena was great i mean he was outstanding he gave the team everything they would hold for and probably more last night so Yeah, I think, I think the pitching, uh, coming out of that series, you have to be encouraged by it, especially last night with the starter. You know, Daniel Bard had a little hiccup, obviously, in that ninth inning, but. The range was great, and overall the pitching was terrific in those three games.
0: Well, and again, it just seems like with, with Daniel Bard, who's having an all-star caliber type of year or so far, it just seems where he runs into trouble is when he's got an extended period of time off, when he, when he's not seeing that action yeah. that you expect to see. That was the case again. Is this something that Bud's taking note of and saying, okay, you know, maybe it is uh, more of a uh, this game's already been decided, but we need to at least trot Daniel out there to to get him out onto the field. more. More often than just letting him sit for you know five six seven days.
1: Yeah, the answer to the question is Bud does think about that and talks about that a lot, and uh, he does that with his pitching coaches, and and they they have a rotation. They they make sure that guys don't get stale by standing by sitting in the bullpen too long. And Bard pitched most recently what Sunday afternoon, so he was you know was probably ready to come out last night and throw anyway after a couple days off. So I, I don't think he was stale. I just think you know you gosh you. you Anytime you walk somebody, you're in trouble. I think especially Dodgers. And, you know, he just didn't have his command. And they had a couple of uh, hits in that ninth inning. And then the way the game ended was silly. I mean, it was a chopper that that goes over the head of Daniel Bard for the walk-off. Are you serious? So he didn't pitch badly, just threw a couple of bad pitches, and obviously when you don't have command of your pitches, even if when you throw as hard as Barr does, you're going to get in some trouble.
0: Well, we were talking with Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies. It's the Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex. You were talking about the pitching that, that was really kind of the bright spot in that Dodgers series. I'm going to go uh, with Jose Iglesias. Jose was incredible yeah. in that series. Defensively, that play, that, uh, that basket catch that he made, and just so smooth with it, he tosses it behind his back with the glove uh, over to Randall Gritchick. Jose's really kind of stepping up and being that leader on this team, both defensively, but also offensively, Two, A couple of home runs in the last week for him.
1: Yeah, he's fun to watch it short, isn't he? I mean, that's a little, that's pretty entertaining there. And he made a couple other plays besides that over the shoulder catch like he did, that basket catch like you're talking about, that were really impressive. I mean, he had one that was in the hole with Trey Turner and he planted that back foot and had that, he had that ball ready to go before he even caught it. So, and that's the only way you're going to make that play. And Iglesias knows that. You know, I think a guy like, you know, Trevor Story probably doesn't make that play. Trevor was really? very good defensively, but he had that he had a bigger arm, but I don't think he makes that play with Trey Turner with a ball in the hole. Nobody really does. So that was that was incredible. I mean, I've never seen a guy go to his backhand like that, plant, and get rid of that ball as quickly as, as Iglesias did last night. And that was one of, what, three or four plays that he made, besides that that catch in shallow left-center field. So, yeah, and he got a couple homers against the Dodgers, too. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's a real bright spot. You know what, he Tanner, you and I have talked about this. He's a bright spot all year long, yeah. I think especially offensively. I mean, he came in, and we probably should have known this. He came in as a career two seventy seven hitter. So it wasn't like he was, the, you know, a chunk of change just you, you put out there defensively to, to fill a gap. A pretty good hitter he's got 40 some home runs in his career so we I guess we shouldn't have been terribly surprised but just the way that it's happened I think people have really uh, really come to like Glace. he's a really likable guy loves the game so it's a guy you want to pull for and we've been happy obviously we all have with his play
0: well when you talk about the additions that the Rockies made in the offseason and who was really going to be the impact <laughs> guys obviously Chris Bryant was a big name I don't I don't think we can throw him in here right now in the, uh, the comparison because he's just getting it going and you're seeing it he's hitting the ball hard got his first home run things like that but I don't think we want to put Chris Bryant in there right now but you look at Randall Gridchick, you look at uh, Jose Glacius, and Alex Colme you know the three big additions over the offseason and you know we probably had uh, uh, Jose sitting third out of those additions and he is by yeah. far in my opinion been the, been the best addition the Rockies have added
1: yeah, no question about it. I'm with you on that. And Randall Grichik is a solid player, very, very sound defensively, obviously. But he's got, what, eight home runs? And he's, I think he's hit at least 25 homers in six or seven straight seasons. And he's not playing every day. So maybe that's a little bit disappointing. And the strikeout numbers are up there for him. So Grichik has been solid, not spectacular. Uh, Iglesias been, has been terrific, and like you said, Chris Bryant is is starting to go now. That second half, I think, is going to be fun to watch for Chris Bryant. But you're right. I think the best addition right now is probably Iglesias. And we keep in mind that it's a one-year deal, and there's a, 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 a shortstop, Tovar, at A that is supposed to be sensational. I mean, Bill Schmidt was talking to us about him the other day and said, the guy's not quite ready. If it was a merchant situation, he, he could play but he's got all the tools defensively. He's got power, hits for average, great leader. So we're looking forward to, I think his name is Ezekiel Chobar, yeah. hitting, hitting this team at some point, but probably probably next year to be really fair.
0: Yeah, and that's right. And, and when he, as long as you've got Jose playing like this, uh, you know the other thing the Rockies will probably have to consider is he's a guy that some of those bubble teams, if they're looking to make an addition there and get strong in the, short, the shortstop position, that one-year contract's pretty appealing to some of those teams. So could Jose come up in the uh, in the trade talk rumors? I, I possibly, uh, but you know, again, you talk about Randall Gritchick. I was listening to you and Jack Corrigan uh, talk the other day about this is the first year that Randall has had to go from uh, sea level back to mile high down to sea level. back. you know, that's the this first time he's having to deal with this altitude change. I believe he talked with you a little bit about that, right, Jerry?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you were listening. I was wondering who that was that was listening to us <laughs> last night. So thank you. Thank you for, thank you for that, yeah Randall, Randall and I had a discussion uh, a couple days ago on uh, we got done with an interview and he just he was just talking about Denver and I think we we're talking about the avalanche at one point he said i can't believe how difficult that would be to to play uh forty games at altitude like they do, and then he started talking about it he said it's really tough on your body he said I'm, i and he's a big, strong guy, tanner I mean he is yes. he's jacked, and he's a really, really strong guy and and sometimes you see that ball just just jump off his bat because he's so strong. And he said, you know what, this this altitude beats beat you up. And and it was interesting, too, because he said, uh, you know, coming back home, like that first day or two, it's really difficult. You're tired, you're sore. And then, like, day two or three, when you come back to Denver, you start feeling better. And then he said that after a long homestand, you just feel like you're beat up again, like you have to get out of altitude, which is, you know, a lot of guys say. So this long home series will like the Rockies had last time uh the what six game series they won four of them but he said by the end of that homestand, your body's just beat up because of the altitude so interesting the the take that yeah uh, that uh, grittcha had on all that
0: yeah it is and it's certainly an adjustment and it's something that uh, you know the, the Rockies are gonna have to to work through at some point like you mentioned 12 games uh, under 500 got a hell of an opportunity here with the, the Diamondbacks to to at least move up and move out of that cellar of the NL West uh, which again I I still think and, and Bud black has been talking about it as well uh, this is the best division in baseball ball but they've got a shot to move up and you know you look at the Giants sliding a little bit this is the Rockies yeah you you've got to put this sweep right behind you because they had been doing what CJ Crona had been talking about uh, with that Diamondback series and then the Dodgers series uh, or vice versa when they were here at home they were starting to put some stuff together and then you ran into the the almighty Dodgers in, in Los Angeles they got to get back on the right track here starting with Arizona
1: yeah, no question about it. And it's a great opportunity here. Arizona's not a great team, and you, you had success with those guys at last homestand. And, you know, they're not the, the big, talented Dodgers with that gigantic payroll that can throw numerous veterans at you. And, and well, they had three former MVPs in their lineup yesterday and a hitting champion. <laughs> it was just something crazy like that yesterday. And like, David, Price coming coming out the the David Price coming out yeah, of the bullpen. The David Price coming out of the bullpen. Exactly right, a $30 million bullpen piece that's your sixth-inning guy. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy what that roster looks like. And, Tanner, they have had all kinds of injuries with pitching. But they are so deep because their payroll is so big. They can be so deep with that pitching. They don't lose a beat. they are still they still got the best ERA in the National League, and they're missing all kinds of players. So, anyway, away from the Dodgers and on to Arizona. But you're right, it's a great opportunity. And, and we always talk about this, you take one game at a time. So you start tonight and you hope that your starting pitcher has it tonight and you go and you try to you know win three out of four from Arizona, which in my mind is a distinct possibility.
0: No, I, I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it starts tonight at 740 uh, Mountain Time uh, with uh, uh, Gomber and Dallas Keuchel going uh, tonight against the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex here on KFKA. If you've got questions or comments for Jerry or myself, you can text us at 888-530-0043. We'll come back with more Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex on Northern Dakota's Voice, 1031 at 1310 KFKA. Clark
1: and the Coach on 103.1 and 1310
0: KFKA. Rockies Rundown, presented by Autoplex. And, Jerry, sure I've got a very important question for you. Is, is Journey a top ten classic rock band of all time?
1: Well, I believe so. Yes. Big right. Journey fan. This Big is, Journey fan. Yes, sir.
0: This is why you and I get along, Jerry. This is why you and I get along. <laughs> uh, we, I was
1: wondering why we got along.
0: <laughs> We've got a texter here on the text line, Jerry, uh, asking, do you see several more home runs for Chris Bryant?
2: Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, he'll get he'll
1: get going in the second half. I, I think he's going to hit ten to fifteen home runs probably in the second half. He's got that swing back, and and Tanner, if you watch him, I think, for me the key is batting practice. And I watched him earlier, you know, when he was hurting with that back, and the batting practice just wasn't impressive. It is now. I watched him in L.A. Uh, two two games, I think, uh, before two games, and he looked like the old Chris Bryant. I mean, they, he put on a show. So yes, there are several more home runs coming for him.
0: No, I, I completely agree. And I think uh, there's a couple probably coming here in the, uh, uh, in, in the Arizona Diamondbacks series. I, I, really think Chris is really starting to find that stride and that's really important to have him in the three hole, uh, spot there for this lineup. Uh, but Jerry, uh, the, the pitching for Arizona has been a kind of a, kind of a, a bright spot for this team. You look at what Madison Bumgarner did just a couple days ago to the Giants. Uh, and you've got a, a story that I guess we'll talk about here, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a hard time. You, you, you've got a nice little story about the, uh, the Diamondbacks pitching coach.
1: Yeah, Brett Strom is a long-time pitching coach in Major League Baseball and a really good one. He was in in uh Houston for a long time and with the World Series champs and all that. But highly respected. In fact, I was reading before the season started that uh, the the best acquisition that the Diamondbacks made in the offseason was their pitching coach that uh, making a difference and he has this this pitching staff like you said has been really good especially the starters, but he, you know, Tommy John uh, Tommy John surgery, the famous Tommy John, and you know, taking the t- and then moving it around and all that. Now, there have been literally thousands of Tommy John surgeries over the years. Well, Tommy John was the first one to have that procedure. The second guy to have it was Brett Strom.
2: Mm.
1: So, I thought that interesting because we always talk about TJ surgery. You know, I got my TJ, and when are you going to get your TJ and all that? Well, this would have been BS, <laughs> Brett Strom. So, if they would have flipped those two, Tanner it would have been, instead of TJ surgery, it would have been BS all these years.
0: I think a lot of pitchers probably (laughs) refer to it as a BS surgery instead of uh, the Tommy John anyways. But isn't that funny we name these things after the first person to have it? Yeah,
1: exactly right. Yeah, Tommy John actually was a color commentator for the Dodgers for a while. His picture was right outside our booth last night. So uh, that made me think of that story in Brett Strom. But, uh, yeah, I I think a lot of times after the surgery, the players are thinking that's just a bunch of BS, man. This is not TJ. This is BS.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I kind of wish it would have been named that. Now, now I'm gonna. now yeah, I'm, I, I'm I regretting yeah. that, and I didn't even have anything to do with it. So I now yeah. I'm there. And,
1: it, and apparently they were like only a month apart. So Tommy John gets his. It seems like it's working. So Brett Strom says, "Hey, give me one of those." So yeah, he was number two.
0: We were a month away from greatness. That is unfortunate. That is really unfortunate, <laughs> Jerry. But you're talking about Dodger <laughs> Stadium. Uh, you sent me a picture. Did you Did you have a Dodger dog while you're down there? I I did I did I actually had one. Did you take yeah. the bun off and just not try and avoid the carbs like you normally well, do? You healthy I, I, guy. I, I I actually did.
1: Yeah, I'll be I'll admit it. You did take I, I the did bun off. Fun, I did take the bun off, but I did put chili on it. So, okay, uh, no bun, but I'd added chili and it was good.
0: This is why Jerry Schimmel is uh, the the way he is. I guess I'll just say that that way. <laughs> I don't know if I can say any other FCC friendly terms on there, Jerry.
1: <laughs> I don't know. People are wondering if that's a good thing or a bad no, thing. No, it's a good Well, that.
0: both. Is you know? it? There's both. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jerry, the other you know, as, as a broadcaster, you get to go to all these stadiums uh, and, and you know, everyone has something that makes them unique. Do you have like that one thing that you say, Oh, we're going to Arizona, I gotta do this? Oh, we're going you know, we're going to Miami, I gotta go do this. Do you have that thing?
1: I d I don't. I, I really don't. A lot of guys do um, Jesse Thomas, our, our engineer and executive producer, has this. He usually has a list of things he wants to do in a particular city. You know, go see this or I walk around the stadium and look at this statue. What I, I really, I don't. I I guess because I've been traveling so long that 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 stuff was was new to me many many years ago. And today I kind of look for convenience. So like, <laughs> uh, well, how far how far is the arena or the ballpark from the hotel, and how long is it going to take us to get there and back? So, um, you know, I gotta. I get I get a few things. Dodger Stadium. I did walk around a little bit. That's just a cool historic place. And you know, reading about it, and you know, how is it? It was constructed, and you know, the Angels actually played there for several years. People don't understand that. So I love the history of the ballparks. So when I read about the history, especially the old ones like Dodger Stadium and you know Wrigley Field and and Fenway and all those places, um, I, I like to go. Walk around those stadiums, just kind of take it all in because there's so much history there. So I did do that with the Dodgers, and that's, it's a gigantic ballpark tannery. I mean, to walk around that thing takes you forever, and there are several nooks and crannies, but, um, in the bowels of it, back behind where the visiting, uh, clubhouse is, there's all kinds of storage stuff, and these, they, and they went through there when they redid the clubhouse and found like, Old baseball signed by Babe Ruth. I mean, they just—they found all kinds of memorabilia that was tucked back in these storage areas in boxes and completely full of dust and covered with bricks and everything else. So, they—they they, they were telling me about that, and they set up a little hallway leading away from the Rockies clubhouse that has a lot of that memorabilia in it right now. It's like it's framed on the walls and all that. It's—it's it's really cool, and it, it's kind of an honor. Uh, to the visiting teams that have come through and the great games they've had, the Dodgers have with opponents. So that was really cool. That's one thing I did with Dodger Stadium I like to do. They do a really good job of that. So that's the one thing... Uh, and I'll do it when we go to, to Wrigley as well, look around and see some particular things.
0: Everything that Jerry Schimmel just said is a lie. When he's in Miami, he's out at the clubs until 1 a.m. I mean, he's out there <laughs> dancing, uh, but you, you were talking about Jesse Thomas. I saw that he uh, uh, he tweeted something out yesterday during the game that the uh, the Dodger Stadium was playing a lot of EDM music, a lot of really loud yeah. loud type of music, and he thought Jack may have jumped out of the booth. Uh, were, you, were you jamming over there and Jack was ready to jump, oh, or my. were you yeah, with him? Uh, I was ready to jump. You know, what? Like there, there's no windows
1: on the booth in the booth at, at Dodger Stadium, so you can't drown the noise out. So they have this new speaker system that's in center field, brand new center field yeah. area. And that sound comes right yes, into our booth, and you can't—you can't even believe how loud it is. The music is, and and the PA announcements—they just feel like they're like there's somebody shouting right next to your ear. And I got bad hearing anyway; it's loud for me. So, no, it was, uh, and we we complain about it. But I'm telling you what—if you, if you were there, you'd do the same thing. It is just incredibly loud, and the The permanent um, table that Jack and I work from is vibrating all night long because of the, <laughs> the sound. So, I mean, I try to write down, you know, yeah, I try to write down six three in my scorebook, you know, ground out the short, and it looks like it's you know seven ten or something. <laughs>
0: that that seven ten double play is always an interesting one. Yeah, the, the, that, when, when that seven ten double play. Uh, okay, last question about last night. Uh, it was Hello Kitty night. And you yeah. seemed way too enthused about this, Jerry. <laughs> First of all, I didn't, I had no idea what Hello Kitty
1: is yeah, until last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> and I saw the scoreboard and I'm like, what is Hello Kitty? And then Jesse explained it to me. And and then I thought, you got to be kidding me. They're doing a Hello Kitty night at Dodger Stadium. They, they, <laughs> they, they draw Angeles, the, the most people and they, I don't. I I didn't quite get it. So it's California, that man. That's what happens. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's what Jesse said too. It's L.A., man. Come on, what do you what do you say? I was like, okay, Hello Kitty. So I did a little investigation. They're like, this is the silliest thing I've ever seen. So I had to, I had to make we had to make fun of it just a little
0: bit. Oh, as you should have. Uh, and Jerry had one of the greatest bad tweets of all time last night. The Hello Kitty character <laughs> threw out the first uh, pitch tonight. It was a hairball. So, yeah, good job on the best, worst tweet of all time, Jerry. Well done on that. Thank you. Uh, Thank hey, you, Coming up in the next segment, we're going to be talking with Drew Goodman of AT&T Sportsnet. So, before we talk to uh, Drew, who's been broadcasting games uh, for the Rockies longer? Has it been you or Drew?
1: Oh, it's been Drew. Uh, Drew's going on 20-plus years, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I, I think he and Jack are about the same number. Jack, I think it's 20 or 21 for Jack. And at least that for Drew. So yeah, way longer than me. And you, sure. get,
0: you guys get along really well with the TV guys, right? And that—that's not always. Yeah. That's not always the norm when it comes to uh, uh, media outlets, because at the end of the day, it's competition between each other.
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of that. I think there's. Yeah, I, I think especially, and not with us, but I, I know with other teams there is. A little jealousy with TV because it's more glamorous and, you know, all that kind of, there's, you know, the TV rights are $50 million a year and the radio rights are a couple million. So there's always that little competition, but no, we get along great. And Drew, Drew's been a friend. We, Drew and I did the nuggets together when I was radio and he was oh, doing TV right. for several years. So we go way back that way. Good friends, uh, families are good friends and all that. Our wives are good friends. And then uh, the TV color comedies are all just great guys. I mean, Jeff Houston is a tremendous guy. You know, Sully and Spilly and all those guys are just ter- terrific guys. Uh, former players that don't have that big head, that big ego, just fun guys to be around. We have a good time.
0: One day here on Rockies Rundown, we're gonna have to just get Spilly on and just let him go for an yeah. hour. I think just let him go. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's just you Let's know, do it. when that wave's going around, he was on one of the home games, the wave's going around and they're like Spilly, Spilly's wave coming right at you and he's all quiet and you just hear we as the wave goes by him. And I'm like, yeah, that would be Spilly. But we're gonna talk with Drew Goodman, play by play man for ATT Sports Net when we come back on the other side. Rocky's run down presented by Autoplex. Jerry Schimmel, I'm Tanner Schwint. More of it coming your way on Northern Colorado's Voice, one oh three one and 1310 KFK. Welcome back into Rockies Rundown, presented by Autoplex. I am Tanner Schwent. Joining me, as always, Jerry Schimmel, uh, play-by-play broadcaster for the Rockies as well. Joining us, we got a couple of play-by-play broadcasters on here. Drew Goodman, the play-by-play man for AT&T Sportsnet, joining us as well. Drew, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to join us. Uh, you bet. How's it going? It's going well, Drew. So are you as sleep-deprived as Jerry was claiming to be?
2: I didn't go to sleep until about four, and I got up about eleven something. So uh, I'm not sleep deprived. I just don't like where my sleep came in. I feel like I missed half the day.
0: Yeah, that, that's a tough one. Th- those road trips, uh, Drew, uh, they can they can be all sorts of weird times. Now Jerry was telling me uh, that he just stays in. He doesn't go out and do anything. Uh, tell, you know, back me up. Tell me that he's going out to the clubs every night and staying out till one a.m. We we know he is, right, Drew.
2: Well, if he if he is, I wouldn't be the one that would be able to rat him out because uh, it's been a long time since I've been in clubs. This is where I run into Jerry. I ran into him this morning uh, working out. Uh, so Jerry is a, a uh, regular in the weight rooms in the various hotels we stay in around America. So that's where I see Jerry.
0: Tanner? Yeah, yeah. I still don't. I still don't buy it. Hey. I appreciate it. Drew's got your back, hey. but I, I still don't. I still don't buy it, Jerry. But uh, Drew, thanks again for joining us. So the Rockies get done with their three game series in uh, in Los Angeles. The Rockies had had the Dodgers number so far this year, uh, but they were very competitive games. What was a couple of bright spots that that stood out for you, Drew, in that three game series?
2: Well, I, I think the the thing that jumps to my mind. Most readily is because it happened last night. Is Jose Urena, who you know has been around the big leagues for a while and and had some uh, really good moments and and, you know some good seasons with Miami, in particular 2017 when he won 14 games. Uh, He was an opening day starter on a couple of occasions with Miami. Uh, The Rockies need pitching depth uh, with starters, and he pitched a a heck of a game yesterday with a little bit of a break. He doesn't give up any runs. And uh, it would have been it was six and two thirds would have been seven innings to shut out baseball against that lineup at Dodger Stadium. That was a a bright spot. That was really impressive. So, uh, you know, I'll start there. I, I thought, you know, that looked good. They were competitive games. Unfortunately, the Dodgers were the Dodgers and the Dodgers ended up winning all three.
1: Hey, Drew, I want to ask you about last night's game and that finish to it. But uh, first of all, Tanner, I want to tell you, Drew and I both go clubbing. It's a fitness club that we go to, okay?
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I was so wondering you how you guys that. stay in such good shape. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So we go clubbing almost every day, uh, Drew and I do. And, and by the way, if Drew's seeing me in the, in the fitness club every day, that means he's there, too. The guy's in tremendous shape. Anyway, Drew. You've been doing this a long time. You ever seen anything like the end of that one last night, a walk-off chopper over the mound to win a game? Ever seen one like that?
2: I don't, you know, Jerry, that's a great one. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen anything, you know, and off the bat you're thinking may, Bard may have this, maybe Smith may work out well. You may get a double play and, and have a shot yep. now to get out of this because certainly when it's first and third and there's no one out, you're you're – confidence level that it's not going to end right there is is not great so uh, when, when it when it went off the bat you're thinking they have a chance but once it cleared daniel bard bellinger runs well uh it, it became you know a difficult scenario so uh, it was unfortunate it certainly was unfortunate especially because daniel bard has been light out. he deserves to be an all-star
0: no, he does, uh, Drew, and and the other bright spot, you know, you're, you're going with Jose and his pitching performance, rightfully so. I was telling Jerry, I think my bright spot, you know, all year long has kind of been Jose Iglesias, but he really turned it on over the last three days. That basket catch he made last night was incredible.
2: That was amazing, um, and I was watching Grichik coming in, and then Iglesias out of nowhere makes the catch, and he's got such great flair, and in the same. Uh, motion that he catches the baseball he flips it to Gritchick to you know to throw the ball into the infield uh I've it's been a, a pleasure of mine I'm sure Jerry would concur getting to know Jose this year um you you'd watch him a little bit from afar especially when he was, you know when he was in the American League you didn't see him a ton he gives you great at bat he, he plays with a great flair in the infield and he's a wonderful guy uh, I really enjoy seeing him every day. He's very engaging. You know, and his backstory, having defected from Cuba, uh, you know, is an inspirational one uh, as well, something that, that's right up Jerry's alley. <laughs>
1: hey, Drew, I want to ask about another player, just your your take on C.J. Crone. When you look at his numbers, he's projecting to have one of the great seasons in Rocky's history. I mean, he's projected with 40 homers, 130, 140 RBIs. He's hitting around 300. Um, that's a guy I know I shouldn't say we don't talk about it enough because we talk about him a lot. But just just get, give me your thoughts on the season this guy's having. He's been amazing.
2: Well, there, there's two guys I, I talked about uh, quite extensively uh in my podcast this week and, uh, about really being deserving of being All-Stars. And I'm not one to, you know, just fall in line and, and uh, you know, push a guy because he plays for the team that you work for. Uh, I, I believe it should be on merit. I think it's the last um, really um, compelling All-Star game. If you look at the four major sports fellas, I mean the NHL—it's a shooting gallery. The NBA—nobody, you know—it's a joke. The Pro Bowl shouldn't even take place. Period. <laughs> yeah. End of subject. Um, but but baseball's is compelling because guys are on the mound and they're they're only going to work typically one inning. And guys at the plate naturally they want to come through. That it, um, it, it's a real competition. And for the Rockies, they have two guys that are really deserving at Bard, who we mentioned, and and the guy we're talking about, C.J. Crohn. I mean Cron's number numbers: twenty home runs, sixty-five ribbies. Uh, you know he's hit around 300. He and he's and and this is something else that's lost, guys. CJ Cron's played a really good first base. Yeah, and I and, yep. and I know we don't generally go oh all star. He's he's a marvelous defender. He's been really good at first base, but uh, absolutely his numbers um, shout all star. I hope he's a crowded position in the National League. I certainly hope he gets there. Uh, but when you start. You know, you can double his numbers as Jerry was just doing because we're right around. You know, tonight's game number 83. Yeah, you're talking about a guy that that could hit 40 home runs and drive in 125, 130 runs. Man, that's spectacular. Uh, even even though we've fallen into uh, you know advanced analytics now, uh, there's no denying how good a season CJ's had.
0: Well, and he's been so consistent day in and day out, we've come to expect it from him. I was watching your broadcast the other day, Drew, and, you know, you threw up the stats about him compared to Freddie Freeman, who, in my mind, is maybe the best first baseman, you know, in in the league, and he's got better numbers than Freddie Freeman. That even caught me a little off guard just because he does it day in and day out.
2: Yeah, and it's not to take, uh, you know, to disparage anything Freeman's done, but his numbers you know, Dwarf Freeman's. I mean, twice as many home runs, and you know, the batting average is you know is, is similar. The the guy that's you know had an otherworldly first half is Paul Goldschmidt, right? Uh, the former the former Diamondback. But again, I mean, Crone's been great. I, I do hope the. I don't know how it'll shake out. I do hope the DH, which is other than like a Nelson Cruz, is kind of a shared position with with every team that maybe that opens up, the you know, a greater possibility of him being an all-star in a couple of weeks in L.A.
1: Hey, Drew, I want to ask you away from the Rockies just a little bit here. I tell people this all the time. People want to know about the business or getting into broadcasting baseball, especially on the radio. I tell people all the time, if you're going to do this, you have to love the game of baseball because you're doing it every single day. If you don't like baseball – well, you don't love baseball, then you're going to be in trouble. You're that guy, aren't you, Drew? I, I, I've known you for so long that you are a lover of the game of baseball. You you almost can't get enough. Your son's playing college, you know, all that stuff. You're a baseball guy through and through, aren't you?
2: No, there, it's a good point, Jerry, about you, you do have to love the game. You do have to have passion because it's day after day, and, and you fall in the same boat I do. We we were fortunate enough to, to play in, in in college for a while and and my, my boys you know all played and, and one's still playing in college and I, I coach I still coach at Arapahoe High School so um, just like you know Jerry Jerry was involved in coaching for a very long time. Um, yeah it's it's a passion. Um, we love the nuances of the game, the cerebral aspect of the game. Um, the fact that it is day after day, the fact that it is a grind, and for aspiring uh, broadcasters, that that is that is important because if you don't love it, it you're not gonna it, it, you, you're gonna you're gonna be exposed. I think at some point.
0: Talking with Drew Goodman, yeah. play-by-play man for AT&T Sportsnet, also the host of the Drew Goodman podcast. You can find that on the Drew Goodman dot com. Uh, Drew, you know, there's a lot of the young guys that, that that have the eyes wide open, not only of the Rockies organization but of the of Major League Baseball. You talk about Ezekiel Tovar, you talk about uh, Elise Montero, uh, Brian Servin, uh, and how he burst onto the scene. Who's the one guy, the young guy that maybe we haven't seen quite yet, or we're just starting to get glimpses of? That makes you really excited about the future of the Rockies baseball.
2: I, I think it's a collective thing. That's how I'd answer that question. You know, a couple of years ago, and sometimes there's uh, you know there's peaks and valleys in a farm system. And you know, a few years back, uh, the the Rockies farm system was really well thought of, and and some of those guys led them. You know, the way back uh, you know, helped lead them to a World Series in two thousand and seven. More recently, you know, and Trevor Story, you know, got to the big leagues, and then ultimately the Rockies going to the postseason in seventeen and eighteen, and then it kind of hit a dip. Uh, there's no denying that. And now it, it, it's it's uh, especially at the lower levels, really well thought of. I believe the Rockies now have five guys, depending on whether you subscribe to you know Baseball America or you know ESPN's top one hundred, MLB top. Tom, four or five guys that are legitimately in the in the top one hundred, and they have three or four that are in the top you know half of the the top one hundred led by Ezekiel Tovar, uh, Zach Bean, two guys that'll play in the futures game uh, as part of the all star festivities so i I don't want to just point to one guy. I think if it's one guy because I think he's the closest right now, it would be Tovar, uh, but there's a collection of guys there's some big toolsy outfielders Bean. You know Montgomery uh, that uh, you know hopefully are going to impact the Rockies at the big league level and be that next wave that that produces you know playoff caliber baseball
1: Jerry hmm. I got one more question for you. We'll let you go here in a moment, but um, in your mind, if the Rockies are going to make some kind of move get get back in a playoff hunt somehow, what's got to happen and i and I want to preface before you answer that by saying. I don't think this team is that far away. I think they've probably underachieved a little bit with, with the errors and all that. I mean, last night you get beat by the Dodgers 2-1, to one, while the Yankees beat Pittsburgh 16 to nothing. It's not like there's a huge gap between the Rockies and the Dodgers. So with that in mind, and that being said from my mouth, in your mind what has to happen for this thing to kind of turn around a little bit and maybe get back at sniffing the playoffs?
2: Yeah, I don't think it has to be, you know, this monumental rebuild. And we know in baseball the difference between winning and losing is such a subtle one oftentimes. And and it's consistency uh, over a long period of time. The, The great teams. And even the teams for the Rockies in 17 and 18, we know they're never going to win an ERA title because of where they play. We understand that. But it still comes down to pitching because hitting is hard and it's harder than it's ever been because of how dominant some of the arms are that not just start games, but wander out of a bullpen in the sixth inning, not just the ninth inning. So the Rockies continue need to continue to grow on the mound and, then they have to hit the ball over the wall with more consistency. So I would answer it in in those two ways: continue to grow on the mound. Um, uh, you know they they need Herman to to go back to you know get back to where he was when he was an All Star a year ago. Uh, you know Kyle Freeland's been solid. I'm not going to break down every guy, but there has to be greater consistency and greater growth on the mound. And and the Rockies have to find a way to hit more home runs. Um, going yeah. forward and, and maybe some of the aforementioned guys that we mentioned that, that maybe aren't too far away, uh, can supply them with, uh, a- additional power. And then I'm with you, Jerry. I think that, you know, the Rockies can get back to, uh, you know, where they were in 17 and 18 and, and being a postseason team. And, um, like we say in, in a number of sports, particularly baseball, if you can get into the dance and then you get hot at the right time, you never know.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, you, and you saw that with the Atlanta Braves last year, too. Drew, we'll end it with this one. Uh, you've got quite the, uh, the cast of characters, uh, out there, uh, on, on your broadcast team, you know, uh, Spilly, of course, and all those guys. How does that, I mean, does that, you know, kind of rejuvenate you in a long season like this? You've been doing it for 20 years, Drew. Uh, seeing those guys, you know, Spilly's always bringing it. Jenny's great. All those, uh, the cast of characters that you've got. Does that make your job fun? It should be fun and and absolutely i I'm
2: fortunate and i'm not being gratuitous in saying this that you know all the people I work with bring something unique they're all good friends, which is important it really is you know you're you're with uh, here here's the cliche of people that you know are involved in, in sports Oh, you're with you know you you're with your television family or or your Rockies family however you want to describe it more than you're with your your own family well during the, the season of six, seven months, that's accurate. And so you, it's wonderful that you like those people a lot, that you laugh with those people a lot, that you enjoy their company a lot, and hopefully it, it comes out on the broadcast um you know, on a, on a nightly basis. So I feel very, very privileged to do what I do. And I feel very, very fortunate to do it with the people that I, they do it with, um, and have been doing with for, for a long period of time. So that, you know, the laughter and the goofiness at times, that's authentic. It's, uh, it's real. And, and again, I, I feel, uh, I feel lucky to be doing it with uh, with people I really like that, um, you know, bring something different. Uh, you know, everybody has a unique personality um, in, in that group, and um, I, I think you see that on, on a day-to-day basis.
0: Well, Drew, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll be catching up with you again real soon.
2: Uh, I appreciate you having me anytime. Shemi. I'll see you shortly, brother.
1: All right. Thanks, Drew.
0: All right, there you go. There's uh, Drew Goodman, uh, the play-by-play announcer for uh, AT&T SportsNet. Rockies run down presented by Autoplex. We'll come back and wrap it up next on Northern North voice, Voice, one at 1310 KFK. <laughs> Welcome back in Rocky's Rundown, presented by Autoplex. I'm Tanner Schwint. Jerry Schimmel joining us. Jerry, great interview there with Drew Goodman.
1: Yeah, Drew, Drew's a good dude. He's always he's always uh, entertaining, he's always insightful. So yeah, I'm glad he could uh, spend a few minutes with us today. He was terrific. All
0: right, Jerry. So uh I think I've got a new nickname for you. Shimmy, huh? <laughs>
1: yeah, Drew calls me Shimmy. I don't know. He's he's always he's one of the few that does that.
0: All right. But, yeah, well if if true. if that I'm is. Tanner Schwint, then you're gonna be Shimmy. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good, Tanner Schwint. All right. Jerry it's a deal, man. Four game set coming up against the Diamondbacks. Uh what time do you guys get started tonight?
1: Let's see. This is a um seven o'clock. Seven o'clock uh, pregame show. Yep, seven o'clock mountain time. So yeah, we'll get going uh, in the evening tonight with Game One. Austin Gomber and Dallas Keuchel, whom the Rockies beat, I think the same matchup in Denver last time around. So uh, Keuchel's might be at the end of his uh, his career, but he's going to have one more start tonight. So hopefully the Rockies get get to him, Tanner.
0: All right, last question for you, Shimmy. Uh Who who wins in a <laughs> liftoff? You or Drew Goodman?
1: In a liftoff, yeah, uh,
0: Drew. Yeah, Drew. Drew's a strong. Yeah, Drew's a strong
1: guy. He's oh. not very tall. <laughs> but uh he's, he's 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 a strong man he he really is he's uh, and he works out Religiously, I mean, I, every, we, we laugh about all the time because we see each other that way uh, in, in the fitness room, but he is a strong guy. And if you watch his weight workouts, you'll be impressed. Not tall, but he is a strong dude.
0: There you go. Well, Jerry Schimmel, thank you so much, my friend. We'll be listening tonight as the Rockies take on the Diamondbacks. Appreciate it, Shimmy, for Jaden Nelson doing a produ- uh, doing the production job for us here today. I'm Tanner Schwint. This has been Rockies Rundown, presented by Autoplex in the uh, Iowa Communication Studios on Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031 and 1310 KFK. We'll talk to you next time.